welcome to this week's episode of Big Racers Podcast. Big Podcast. Oh Woo! my god. I'm not let's go. One take. Wasn't One take. Planned. Wasn't planned at all. Actually wasn't. Literally. <laughs> um as always, uh he's Davy Hazard. That's me, Davy Hazard. And I'm Joe. Um, he's Joe Joto. Joto Network. One that runs the show, Mr. Joto. Um not a crime to rhyme, Davey. It's not a crime to rhyme. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Race cars, Joe. Race uh, we, cars. we got a fun Jesus show. Fun. We're going to be talking about Talladega, <laughs> um, all the safety stuff, which I, we covered a lot after Daytona. So there might be a couple retreads in there, but you're going to listen to it because you love us, I hope. Um, yep. and we'll talk about uh, St. Pete and Colton Herta's victory, and then we'll also look at Kansas this weekend. We might talk about Texas, the IndyCars, but nobody likes Texas. So I figured maybe not. And it's a double header. So, like, um, you know, poo poo pee pee, kinda. Yeah. Um, but let's begin. Brad Keselowski won the Cup race at Talladega. Uh, we're gonna save the the juicy stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, we're gonna save the juicy Ooh. stuff for he later. Big deal. Hey, at least my guy, my guy Warner is. Um. Fair, fair enough. Fair assessment. Um, it was really an uneventful race. Like, honestly, like, outside of the Logano flip, and then we had that we had the two wrecks coming to the end of the stages. Mm. Rather uneventful. I think Quinn, yeah. Quinn Half like, wrecked, hit the wall, or Huff, or however you say his name, but... Who cares? Everyone doesn't... Everyone hates Quinn. It should be a... That should be the new Netflix show. We're not going to talk about that either, but that'll be kind of cool. <laughs> um... It was a tame. It was a tame race. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, I was I was alluding to this a little bit early when you when you first brought up Brad Kozlowski, but uh, Brad Kozlowski winning, man, I gotta tell you, um, I'd rather watch him win five races at a ra- at like five random tracks than watch him win one plate race or plate race. I don't know what to call him anymore. Super speedway race. Yeah. I legitimately just get. I get. It's just such a boring winner. He's so good at him. I just like. Eh. Cool, Brad. Let's move on. You you took away another interesting winner from us. Just go go take do your little American flag thing, and just let's get on with it. Oh, that's six wins at Talladega for Brad in the Cup Series. Um, yes, it is. Which I think. Good, I mean, we were going to go on different things. I don't care about Brad Kozlowski. Yeah, but it was a good race. Yeah, well, I it was a good race. It was a pretty good race. And you know, this whole notion that we always have to have a big one. This race proves it. Like, it was a good... Yeah, it wasn't that... It was, I thought it was a really fun race. I, mm-hmm. The whole package is really fun. Yeah. Um, it, it was a good race. It was a good weekend of racing. Uh, hopefully... Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting. Lancaster, I believe, is his name in the ARCA race. Hopefully, he's doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in that ball of fire, which that's a whole different issue of safety. But... Um, very scary. Very scary, let me tell you. Um... What was my point? My point being, uh, let's uh, if you talk about Brad, and I know you, uh, it's very boring. You know, you've seen it five times before. Uh, Matt Benedetto was up there, and unfortunately, he made the wrong move. Um, mm-hmm. Which I, I, if you look at that uh, coming down into turn one, that outside line has a run, and then a couple cars further back move up. And when you when you lose a car, it's like minus ten speed almost immediately with the way yeah, the package we- is. Which people, I don't think people necessarily realize that 
but that line was coming when he made the move. It's just that inside line, you know, Brad yeah. was already right up on his bumper. That's something that I feel like is really interesting that the drivers don't understand yet is uh, they just keep sending it three wide on top. You know, making getting the get, they got big momentum behind the car. They go three wide on the top. They don't even get past the car that they're trying to pass. That's that was directly in front of them. They don't even get even with them. Yeah, it's like you got to work with people to get the move that you need. You got you to have someone. You're not going to have a shot if you just stick it out there by yourself. Like, well, and I think it's crazy. this it's this problem we've seen people with this current package. They've been able to pass cars by themselves when they're strung out single file around the top. Because what you do, you know, you get. You lag back a little bit. You get a good run going. You kind of you, you bottle everyone up behind you, but you get a good enough run going to where you can get below a guy, get right on his left rear quarter, dump a bunch of air on his spoiler. He goes backwards. You go forward, right? Yeah. Um. I just wanted to say, Brad Keselowski, in my opinion, is the best super speedway racer that's not named Earnhardt. No doubt. No doubt. Better than Earnhardt. Don't care. Really? I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. He's right. Better than I'm glad you said it. Um, right now, most competitive era of super speedway racing that's ev- that there's ever been, and he's just consistently fast. He's the best there's ever been at super speedway racing. Everyone always talks about oh, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano. Hamlin has the three five hundreds. Um, Logano's has a five hundred and a, a bunch I, of tele- see, that's the thing. I feel like the Daytona five hundred is a different race. Yeah, it, it's, it's a whole it's different the same, race. The same general idea, but it's a different race. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, maybe some people forget that the Daytona 500 is a big race, that it's a big deal. It's a different it's a different monster completely from any Talladega race, and even from the second Daytona race, in my yeah. opinion. It's a little different. and There's a lot know, more work off, that goes into it, too. You have a yeah, whole off-season. Hats, hats off, Denny, for getting those wins. Those are big wins, and it takes a different kind of mentality. But as far as, like, just super speedway racing, Brad is absolutely goaded. That's why I was really sad after the 500, because... <laughs> my goodness that was his to lose and uh it got taken away from him but hey the, whatever <laughs> but yeah okay so you agree with me i didn't want to say it because i'm sure but the Earnhardt junior was junior was all you got to give dale junior a lot of credit um junior was phenomenal because he also is kind of he's in the same era where it's very competitive on the super speedways um and also brad i'm sure learned a lot from old uh old june bug but it's um yeah, okay, good. And I think Kislowski too, if you look at Penske's Super Speedway program since he's been there, and just their program is generally, like, their whole... It's a good point. They've good gotten point. so much better with him. Like, okay, Joey yeah. Logano steps in that 22 car, and yeah, he elevated that 22 car, but I, there was nothing that needed to be elevated with the two. There wasn't, as a company, there wasn't an elevation that was needed. It was mainly with that car. Um, And, you know, that was coming off the year with AJ getting suspended and all that, and, you know, switching Polar drivers... Hoopla. And AJ was doing really good in that car. Um, and that was his... You know, that's a whole different story, of course. Um, but yeah, okay, good. You agree with me. Brad Kislowski, best super speedway racer ever. Let's go. I'll take it. <laughs> I honestly, if this dude doesn't win a 500, I mean, that's that's going to be the biggest shame. It's going to be a... It's going to be criminal. Yeah. It's going to be criminal. Um, Xfinity race is uh, very entertaining. We don't... We get kind of... Um, <sighs> we get teased with the finish. There's a there's a couple ways you could say that in a not as polite fashion as I just did, but um, see, Davey understood that. Hopefully, you at home also understood that because I don't want to say bad things, um, or nasty, naughty, whatever. Um, <laughs> Jeb Burton wins his first career Xfinity race though, which is an 
awesome win for him. Um, an awesome win for he all of He deserves one. Colleen. He deserves one. Oh my god, he deserves one. A lot of people are talking about how there, there. I think a lot of people were going to try to discount the whole rain thing. He led 20 laps in a very competitive Xfinity race. He was making good blocks throughout the race. Um, maybe a little slow, but I think a lot of those Xfinity guys are, you know, they're still learning. And the Xfinity mm. package is really weird with how you, you have to earn the runs. And it's just, it's it's a lot. But way to go, Jeb Burton. Calling now three in a row at uh, Talladega. So that's very impressive. Because yeah, um, Justin Haley swept there last year. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was a tame race as well. I don't think we really had a big one. I don't recall not a big really. one in either race. No, not really. Xfinity was like it was pretty. It was good racing, but it was exceptionally tame mm-hmm. for an Xfinity was, race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like legitimately. Yeah. I and mean, who knows if we got to that finish, maybe it would have changed. But leading up to then, it really wasn't that much crazier than any normal race. You know? Yeah, and I, that was. That's the thing, too. Like, I think a lot of times when we talk about these super speedway races, as in general, we focus a lot on the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the finish is crazy, we say it's a crazy race. And I guess we didn't get the finish like that in the Xfinity race. But even mm-hmm. like coming to the stage ends, right there, it was it was it wasn't what we normally see um, with like mm-hmm. a big wreck or something like we saw with the cup cars. That's when the two wrecks happened. Right. Uh-huh. But. Yeah, I mean, congrats to Jeb Burton, man. Dude has worked so hard to get mm. this opportunity. Um, got his longtime sponsor, LS Tractor, in Victory Lane, which is a big thing. Uh, Nutrient Ag, the 10 team finally won a race. That was the only car at Colleague that hadn't won a race. They uh, took Jeb Burton to do it. What does that say about Ross Chastain? We're not going there today. We're not <laughs> going there today. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't, can't do, do it. it. We don't have time, but... Um, <laughs> It's good for Jeb, right? Um, must clap for Jeb. Clap for Jeb. Please clap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the race as a whole. I thought it was fun. Daniel Hemrick's still second in Xfinity points, by the way, for all you people that say he sucks. Um, Ayo, gotcha. Uh, do you have anything else about that? I don't. I don't know. No. There, no. I just. There's not. Free. I mean. What is it? it was first time chill. winner? I don't know. Like, I feel it was it's pretty, awesome. Besides, like, but and, and you know, kind of have it in here, like rather tame Talladega. Like, besides, like the one thing that we're gonna get to, it was chill. It was a weekend. chill weekend. It was just vibing, watching cars go in big old circles. And, good racing. Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I actually, I I thoroughly enjoyed. It. I sat down. I watched. Just about, I mean, obviously I was on my phone here and there, but like I watched every lap of that Talladega race on Sunday. Hmm. It was good. Good. Great. A uh, great review from us here at JTN. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great weekend. And it, it goes to show that these races can be exciting without all the big wrecks and all the drama. Um, Big wrecks in terms of car count. We'll get there. Uh, But before we get there, we're going to do our little, it's our Circle B Spotlight here in the Fake Racers podcast. Um, Dave and I, every week we pick out an item on Circle B Diecast that you can buy yourself. Something that you maybe should buy. I mean. Given that we're recommending it. Because we always recommend good stuff. 
And uh, make sure when you make a purchase of $20 or more, which you should do, because there's so Uh much good stuff, use code JTN at checkout. So you'll get, what will you get, Davey? You'll get free shipping on that item when it ships, and you'll only get charged if it's a pre-order when it ships. So get it, forget about it. And then it'll come. It'll be like a surprise gift that you bought yourself. You would you wouldn't even know. That's a great way to frame it. And then bam, it's in the mail. Bam. And uh, guess what? Didn't pay for shipping. Didn't pay for shipping. Why? Why, Joe? Why didn't they pay for shipping? Because you used our code JTN at checkout. Couldn't be me not using the code. That's confusing. <laughs> Davy. Joe. You know what else happens when they use that code? Do they support us? They do. And it's a great way wow. to support us because guess what? You get some great diecast, some great t-shirts, hats, whatever you're looking for, racing related. And then you help some, also support us. Some great diecasts from Circle B. Look at that. Look at Davy's purchase. Ba-bam. Ally. Rally car. And you'll you'll never believe how much I paid for shipping. Nothing. Nothing. Davey, what what have you picked out this week? I picked out uh, Chase Elliott's, uh, his Darlington Hooters throwback shirt. Uh, the adult tee. It's $35. It's pre-order. I think this is a perfect shirt for a racetrack. It's it's kind of, it's nice and slick. Got it's that airy. Got like a little bit of, it's airy. It's got that little bit of like a throwback like look going down the side with the stripes. But it's also like, you know, kind of, kind of looking, kind of fresh. Mm. I think it looks really cool. I'm not a Chase Elliott fan. If I was, I'd buy this shirt for the racetrack because that thing is nice. I genuinely like this shirt a lot. I'm not fluffing it up for you because screw you. Just kidding. I love you, but this shirt's nice. It is a nice shirt, and those crew shirts are really good. I have a, a Keslowski one, a Miller Lite one that has like the number on the back and stuff. Mm. So I really wanted the shirt with the number on the back and not like the sponsor logo. Yep. And um, oh my go- goodness, that thing MIS in August when it's like 100 degrees and you're sitting in those metal bleachers. Yep. <laughs> gets a little bit of wind and it just all through you. And I'm a big boy, right? So um, <laughs> it gets sweaty. Really good. If you happen to go to Daytona, I don't know if this is the case at Talladega, but at Daytona with the big stadium, it's always like obviously Daytona is really hot because it's in Florida. But that stadium, big breeze comes down. It's it's pretty windy inside Daytona. I don't know if you know this or not. It's pretty windy inside Charlotte. There's a few racetracks that I know of that are just windy as hell. Uh, that shirt on a on a hot windy day is gonna do you some favors. What a glowing endorsement. Plus, it's Chase Elliott, and everyone loves Chase Elliott, except everyone us apparently. <laughs> except for my parents who are probably listening and saying we don't like Chase Elliott. <laughs> Um, I went ahead, I picked out a 164 this week because, you know me, I love collecting those 164s and doing stop motions. I selected in Bristol's honor, and of course he's not here because it's hot in Michigan because it's starting to get ready to be into the summer, so he's laying somewhere cooler. Uh, Kevin Harvick's Bush Dog Brew car from this past weekend. It's, only, it's $8.99. Um, so you get that one. Maybe you find a Chase Elliott 2021 car. Maybe an Alex Bowman because he's moved over the 48. Kyle Larson. Hmm. Or just buy three of those. I mean, you could do that too. <laughs> but you get those. But it, it's a cool car. And it, you know, who doesn't love dog beer? If you that buy... That's a pretty cool car. And it's also that's available cool it's available in 124 uh, 
in the no standard, and then I believe color chrome. The color chrome looks kind of cool if you're into that. Not me, personally. But they are pretty cool. There are good paint schemes for the color chrome. Alright. I forgot to write down what time I said that. That's going to be a pain in the butt, editing this. Um, so let's talk about... Um, let's talk about the Logano flip, because that's kind of... I think that's... You know, that's going to be the bulk of what we talk about today. Because it was so crazy. I don't know... Uh, so, coming to the end of stage one, going into turn three, uh, the outside line has a big run coming. Uh, Logano's sitting third behind Blaney and Benedetto. Hamlin's behind him. Stenhouse is behind Hamlin. Hamlin has a big run coming. He moves down. Logano... I don't know. I don't think Logano came down at all. I believe it's just Hamlin... So Hamlin pulls out a line. Stenhouse is still running. Kind of, it's kind of, it's a similar situation as we had at Daytona, uh, on the last lap, right? Uh, Hamlin just had a big run and he pulled out, and it was just, it was too big of a run to pull out like that. Um, and then Stenhouse, you know, got into Hamlin too. So it's, you know, chalk it, chalk it up to the to the package and the racing style if you want, whatever. Yeah. Joe Logano flips over. Going into turn three, which is a terrible place to flip, in my opinion, because uh, you have the banking there, and that's on it. That's what caused that roof to cave the way it did. If you look at where it hits on the driver's side, it hits on that in, like around the transition for the banking. Um, because there, there there are some scary photos out there. Um, I uh, I trans I I got the transcript. From his quote that was on Fox. I don't know if you want me to read it, David. You, do you want me to read it? Do you have anything else to say about the wreck itself? Um, other than I, I think I chalk it up to just a racing deal. It's just, mm -hmm. It was just a stack up that kind of went wrong real quick. That's what happens at these speeds. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, do we want to read the quote? I want to read the quote. So I, I took quote. a long time to watch that interview back a couple times to get all the words and read it. <laughs> Gotta read it, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go um, ahead. So Logano, after getting checked and released from the infield care center, also, I was very scared when he flipped over. Um, I know there's probably some people that hate Joey Logano. I don't like Joey Logano either, but I don't want to see anyone get hurt. So, you know, be a good person. Hope no one gets hurt. Don't don't cheer for someone getting hurt. Um, Talking to, I believe it was Jamie Little, it's a product of this racing. I don't know what to think. On one hand, I'm proud to drive a race car that is safe, that I can go through a crash like that and get out and speak about it. And on one hand, I'm mad about being in the crash, but I'm just happy to be alive. On the other hand, I think when we, when are we going to stop? This is dangerous, doing what we're doing. I mean, I got a roll bar to my head. That's not okay. I'm one hit away from the same situation that Ryan Newman just went through. It unacceptable the big spoilers and big runs and it's nobody's fault it's just a product of this racing we have to fix it though someone already got real hurt and we're still doing it and that's not real smarts so but at the same time i'm appreciative of driving a car that is this safe you know i think he was very flustered you could tell he was very flustered in his interview yeah. um nobody likes to flip when you're not expecting yeah, to flip especially especially i mean you gotta think what he's going through having been in that crash like himself and like knowing the wrecks that I've been in, which isn't like a whole lot, but like just speaking on my experience, when you have a moment like that and there's something that catches your attention, like 
your roll cage coming down close to your head and you can see it and you can tell and you can maybe even like feel it kind of like up there like there's resistance um i mean you're seeing that happening like you're seeing that happen and the car's still moving you don't know which way your car's going to turn you you have no control over the race car at that point and um you already see that there's a little bit of the structure giving and you don't know who's coming you don't know who else has wrecked around you you don't know what you're going to hit you can't i mean you have no concept of what's going on around you um and you're so used to being in control you're out of control especially that it's really really anxiety inducing for drivers actually and they probably wouldn't tell you that but it is um so i don't even if even if this quote like personally i think that this quote is harsher than his actual regular beliefs you know, outside of that incident, I don't think his beliefs are quite as harsh as the quote makes it sound. I do think he believed it in that moment, though. And I think it's important to note, regardless, like, that this is someone that just got done, like, seeing something happen in front of them that could have seriously hurt them. They have experience with that in the past with Ryan Newman. Like, they they, they saw that they were there they probably know more about that incident than we do. I mean, right. they, they guarantee do. They've probably seen the car. Cripe's sake. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't. I don't blame him one bit for coming out and, and saying being really harsh because he, he needed to be. He needed to get it out. Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting to see, and it was yeah, a lot. I just wanted to say that. It was a stark contrast to yes. what he has said before. When he's involved in incidents, when he's been the cause of incidents, when he's been taken out in someone else's incident like he was. Mm -hmm. Um, He's doubled down on a couple things with radio on Monday, uh, talking about reducing horsepower even more, um, which I believe they're already down to 450. Yeah. So I don't know how much more you can reduce it. Maybe take another 50 away with a tapered spacer. Um, it's just, so I have a very strong belief that, um, there is in this, in this regards that it's great that he's saying this, but he was definitely a guy that needed to go through something like this to realize how he needs to evaluate how he drives on the track. You're 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 on a very thin line, but I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, totally I know. I, I'm 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 walking it really really carefully. We're we're gonna we're gonna tread lightly. Because because some people will hear that statement and they'll think drivers don't have to be hurt to think certain ways. Like, no. I mean, some of them do. It's it, this is this happens a lot with drivers in racing. This is a thing that happens all the time where what they don't know doesn't hurt them. And until they get that big hit, they're wild and crazy, and they go out there and they and they give it their all. They go nuts on the racetrack, hang it all out until they have that big incident, and then they start thinking. Oh, that I happens don't, to every single race car driver. I don't need to wear a Hans device. I'm good. It hurts too much. That that it's is just, example number one of that mentality, right? If I if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen to me, it's never. I'm a superhero. Yeah, and, um, and then in this context, you know, getting into accidents like that. Um, you you see it, and it's like, oh well, that happened, but I'm I'm good. It's not gonna happen to me. Like like you said, it's not gonna happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they 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 really like drivers truly believe that until they get into an incident like this and it's tough to say but some drivers do need to get the crap scared out of them to you know take responsibility of what they do behind the wheel and to see the bigger picture of what's happening around them with with the rules package and 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 the racing and the tracks and nascar and all that stuff i mean you can say all you want walking up someone else's moccasins right you can say that all you want but in a situation like this where we've been told how many times they're race car drivers they're going for it every lap uh they want to win they want to win they want to win um there has to be some responsibility taken that i if you do something, and I, I'm sure this is something that they think about, and I'm not saying they don't think about this before, you know, getting behind the wheel, putting their pl- earplugs in, strapping the helmet on, getting into... I'm not saying they don't think about this. Mm-hmm. If you're... Think about Corey LaJoy last year. Think about Ryan Blaney. I just remember Ryan Blaney after the 500 and seeing his interview, because I didn't watch it live. I was at a hockey game. Oh. But, and he was he was just shook broke my heart because in his head he just killed somebody yep i honestly yeah no for sure i mean yeah we can go through the whole thing well the drive you know nascar needs to protect the drivers and yes there there are plenty of things they can do there's plenty of things they are doing with the next gen car which we're going to talk about next week (laughs) um lighten it up a little bit Mm -hmm. but the drivers, and this has been your point very often, so I don't want to steal it completely because I really agree with it. The drivers need to take some responsibility too. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, maybe taking it three wide isn't the best best thing right now. You know, yeah, it's a stage, but there's a bigger prize at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw the end of that race. Eric Jones was up front. Big Eric Jones fan. He threw a bunch of blocks that I was not comfortable watching. Yep. Um and and guess what? Matt DiBenedetto gave him a break. Kept giving him yep. a break. And then 10 to go came and look. Yeah. Matt DiBenedetto was in a position to win. As a race car driver, you don't have to hard ass your way into a position, into a spot. You don't have to do that. You don't have to make yourself this big macho dude and like force yourself into a spot. Does that count? I just Does wrote that it down. Count? I got to bleep it out. It's okay. You're good. I got a, I got a shirt. Um, <laughs> but like, and, and God, drives me nuts because I, I'm with you. Like NASCAR can do more. We can look at these racetracks, but the drivers are still the ones causing the wrecks. And I see this, I see that sentiment so often amongst the drivers. Like obviously they need, obviously drivers want NASCAR to do as much as they can. But I see so many drivers like the drivers are causing the wrecks. Denny Hamlin after this Daytona 500 it was like well it's the blocking it was the drivers doing it like so many drivers are sharing that sentiment and it's like people just abstain the drivers from all responsibility if you're a formula one fan i saw a lot of people who are huge formula one fans poop on nascar all, all the time for formula one which whether i agree with or disagree with whatever that's not important like the, i know they've heard of Ayrton senna if you know who Ayrton senna is you know what he is about. He would put you in a position to either wreck your car or let him pass. That is what NASCAR drivers are doing right now. It's not right. You need to, 
you, you have to take in, into consideration your competitors. I don't care if it's the last lap of the Daytona 500 and you're going to throw a block that doesn't work. You're not trying to win at that point. You're just trying to bully your way into wrecking someone else for your own cause. You're wrecking someone. You're wrecking someone on purpose. As far as I'm concerned, Joey Logano wrecked his teammate at the Daytona 500. And he shouldn't have. He had a better chance not blocking. And it's the same situation that we see all the time in these races is the drivers can give it up. You can give it up. You will have a shot, especially with the closing where we talk all the time. All these people are talking about, oh, the crazy closing rates, the crazy closing rates. And then when it comes to like, oh, well, he had the block, so he didn't get the position. So he had a car behind him. He would have caught back up to him by the middle of the trioval. Like, it doesn't matter. The closing rate suddenly doesn't matter because your driver wanted to throw a stupid freaking block. I had to save it that it time. It just it drives me nuts. Like the drivers have to think about each other a little bit. Their only job Oh, their only job is to win. Yeah, I guess technically, but they're still out there on a racetrack with other competitors. I guarantee you, if a driver went out there with the attitude, oh, I'm only here to win. We get situations like Noah Gregson or Ross Chastain driving with reckless abandon for their competitors, just becoming a wrecking ball and getting rightly chastised for it. Where's the same energy for this? It's not there. I I don't understand it. It's because, so I I always think it, it starts with a tandem drafting, in my opinion. Tandem drafting. Oh, oh, this is so cool. Look at how fast we're going. Ah, we're going so fast. You couldn't block in tandem drafting at all. Because that the closing rate was so quick. Um, and then we had the Kyle Larson wreck. I mean, we had the um Yeah, like that Kyle Larson wreck in the Xfinity series. And that pretty much I don't even know. Were they still tandem drafting at that time? I feel like they had uh, to have been. Yeah, the Xfinity cars at that time were kind of like a weird mesh where like a few guys could tandem, tandem. Yeah. and then the pack would catch up so they the were tandeming which yeah basically they were tandem it wasn't as powerful there as were, it was in the cup cars in there, the early 2010s but there were a lot of wrecks because of tandem drafting so what did nascar yeah. do no more tandem drafting i remember i don't remember what year it was but bump drafting oh bump drafting is causing wrecks okay you can't bump draft no bump drafting don't do it can't do it in the corners if you bump draft in the corners we're black flagging you you're back Yep. Is that what people want? Do people want to say, oh, no bump drafting? If you bump a guy in the corner, nope, get out of here. You're disqualified. Yeah. I mean, I see I see so many times people, they chastise NASCAR. Oh, well, uh, Joe Nemechek was getting pushed by so-and-so. He shouldn't be penalized. It's not his fault. But yet you're going to sit here and you're going to just keep blaming them, blaming them, blaming them. They have yeah. part of the blame. but. There's only so much they can do. Yeah. And and my favorite thing that I read all the time is, oh, well, NASCAR puts the drivers in a box, and that's why we get here. What you're suggesting is NASCAR putting them in a smaller box. That is what you're suggesting. You don't understand that. It's just, it it makes no sense. Like, these people, oh, well, uh, make the spoiler smaller. That'll decrease the closing rate. Jamie McMurray flipped. In 2016 or 17, whatever the heck it was. I almost swore. Uh, this, I'm getting fired up. He almost <laughs> flipped. In ha- he flipped in happy hour. Kyle Larson a few years ago flipped. Yep. 
I, I don't remember if that was with this current package or if it... But he flipped a few years ago on the backstretch of Talladega and did a bunch of barrel rolls, and it barely got covered. Brendan Gong, a few years ago, with this current package, flipped at Talladega in the same spot as Joey Logano. It happens, and it's going to keep happening. Elliot Sadler in 2003, I believe. I, yeah. He flipped. Um, someone, You're going to get that. I You're going to get this regardless of the package. You're gonna, this, this is going to happen. Now, are there steps to take? Possibly. I'm not saying there's no work to be done. But you can't just look at Joey Logano flip. I mean, it's really unfortunate that he flipped. It's unfortunate the way he landed, especially. It, was, it looked really bad, and it was really bad. Cars have been turning over at Daytona and Talladega since the tracks were built. Um, and it's not, and I don't think either of us are trying to say that that's how it should be. I don't know. Oh, it, yes. But Correct. there's a reason a guy like Dale Jr. says, I'm never going to run a super speedway again, even though I, even though we know he is one of the best at them. There, there's reasons why Mark Martin only ran the Daytona 500 when he started doing part time. There are reasons for these things because these guys go into these races knowing they're dangerous. So why not look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm going to take a preventative measure. I'm going to I'm not going to be throwing X, Y, Z block until five to go or I'm not, you know, and, and you can say all you want that these drivers are put in a box, that these runs are dangerous. You can you can say NASCAR has created the most dangerous super speedway package. You can say it's the most entertaining super speedway package. You can say all these things. But in the end, throughout the history, throughout the last 20 years, we have seen flips with small spoilers, high horsepower, restrictor plates, big spoilers, uh, no ride height, a lot of ride height. We've seen flips with Gen 4, Gen 5, Gen 6. There are preventative measures. Roof flaps are a huge measure, and that that is re reduced, you know, the rates of the, those types of incidents happening. The problem with this Logano wreck is the roof flaps didn't deploy. Why that is? Probably because of the spoiler. But who's to say that those roof flaps deploying doesn't keep that car or keeps that car off the ground? We don't know because we've seen that flip. I think it's important to note that it was very similar to a lot of other Gen 6, you know, kind of car, like, wrecks where the cars catch air. Um, the little bit of contact did not help the situation at all. Mm -hmm. um, it, once, once the car got up, it, once you pack that air, I mean, there's nothing you can, there's nothing the roof flaps are going to do once the car gets lifted. It's just going to pack right. that air and it's just going to turn it over. I mean, it just is what it is. And... Maybe that's a product of the cars being sealed off now. I don't know. Maybe that's a problem know. in general. I'm just. You're not wrong. I hate that we don't have a ride height rolling up. I hate so much. Oh, and, and again, like we are not arguing that drivers have to flip. This is not the argument. Drivers don't have to flip. But when you start, when you when you look at flips and you think, well. This is a this X Y Z problem. It's it's a problem, but it's not a new problem, and it's not a result of just the package or just NASCAR or just the track. Maybe it is just the track. I don't know. Um, Heck, but the it's also important to note that Talladega and Daytona aren't going anywhere. Right. 
there's no they way. They make too much money. There's no way. Daytona, this... Daytona 500 is the highest paying race, gets the most TV time. It is the biggest race on the calendar. No way it's leaving. Um, the summer Daytona race also not leaving. There's no way. It is too much of a draw. And I don't even need to explain why Dega's not leaving. Um, so it's, everyone can improve here. Mm-hmm. Everyone can make an effort. The drivers, like you said, I think the drivers can take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror before they are in these races. Um, I, 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 I really hate the notion that, oh, well, that driver's just trying to win as justification for them doing something stupid on the racetrack. Because it's not going to fly anywhere else. Why does it fly here? Um, it's dangerous. It's reckless. It's wrong. You it's... throw that block at Bristol, you get punted the next corner. Yeah. Yeah. You can't exactly. do that at a super speedway. Yeah. And most people would say that that's fair. But it happens at a super speedway and it causes a big wreck. And it's like, oh, the poor driver's the babies. He, he, he just threw a block. He just wanted to win. He just wanted to win. That's why he threw the block. He shouldn't have done it. He Don't throw done bad it. blocks. He shouldn't have thrown a bad block. He's just trying to win. I don't care. He could have tried to win by not wrecking the field. Wild, wild notion, wild thought. <laughs> wild. Um, NASCAR is going to have to take a look in the mirror, too. Um, part yep. of it, they're moving the driver even closer to the center of the car, which is a good thing, which will probably prevent hopefully something like this happening with the roll bar hitting Logano in the head. Um, yep. There's things you can do with different materials if you so choose to use them. Um, I would like to see, because the roof, pla- the, roof, the roof flaps the roof flaps are effective when the car is going backwards, right? And that's what keeps... I would like to see something, some device in the car, even if it's just for super speedways, that's kind of like a, it's like a gyrosphere, that if it flips... Like where the one end is, because you have all these transponders around the track, or there has to be a way that if it flips and it feels that there's a velocity still going in this direction, but all of a sudden it's the back, it's a mechanical system that deploys the roof flap. It'd probably be expensive, but if we're going for driver safety, uh, that nope, that's my point. point. And make your point. Maybe they're working on that. I don't know. I would love to go work on that as an engineer. Because that's more that's important. That's a good idea. That's more important to my to me, and you know maybe someone's thought of that, and you, oh, we can't do it because it would be expensive. Not to say that it wouldn't be expensive, but if if it's about driver safety, and you want to keep the drivers safe, and you want to keep the cars on the track, and you there shouldn't cost shouldn't matter. Yeah. Just it's like, like it's it's kind of, and this is going to be a really small time example, probably compared to what you were going to do. But a lot of I always see like people who are new to racing, like, oh, how, where do you buy your helmet? Where's the cheapest helmet? It's like you don't cheap out on that. You gotta, you're you're paying for your life. You don't cheap and, out on uh, safety equipment. You don't cheap out on safety equipment is what I'm getting at. NASCAR needs to think about, and I still think about soft walls all the way around these tracks. At all these tracks, yes, especially because they own half of them. Um. Yikes. <clears throat> my thing was going to be you don't cheap out on safety equipment the drivers also need to learn that their lives and their, their health has a value mm-hmm. and are you really going to spend that value 
throwing a bad block, getting hurt? Are you going to, you know, put yourself in a bad position? Um, this is, of course, you know, I haven't been in a cup car, been in Xfinity. I haven't been in one of these race cars. I haven't been, you know, oh, best thing I've done is I racing. Well, what do you know? Um, I know that the, the common denominator between all these wrecks is humans. It's race car drivers. That's what I know. And they're still happening. And they will continue to happen. It's it's not a matter of if, but when someone gets hurt. And you hope that when someone gets hurt, they don't die. That's the unfortunate side of racing. Yeah. Because you can never make a car that's too safe. You can never make a racetrack that's too safe. You can never make a driver that's too safe. Um, but that's what it's makes... Go ahead, go ahead. That's what makes people enjoy racing. And this was something I talked with my brother about today because he was making fun of racing fans. And I said, the reason why you've seen this decline, and you've talked about this too, that threat of death, right? It, it was, it was a, for a long time, these race car drivers were thought of on equal levels as daredevils, right? Of an evil Knievel. Um, but now, since we, we haven't seen something bad happen, Kyle Busch broke his leg. Oh, Kyle Busch broke his leg. People break their legs all the time. That doesn't click in our heads as, oh, that's terrible. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to do an IndyCar example, because there have been deaths in IndyCar, but you could talk about James Hinchcliffe's wreck in practice at Indianapolis. Guess what? We're still racing at Indianapolis. Uh, we could go down the that's, list that's at a, Indianapolis. There... There are so many things, so many things that you can do. It's about if these teams, if the sport as a whole, and these drivers want to do them. And they need this needs to be a consensus. This shouldn't be, oh, Joey Logano said, because again, Brendan Gaughan flipped a few years ago. Did we make a big deal about it then? Oh, sure. oh, funny flip. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't Joey Logano. It wasn't. Kyle Busch. It wasn't Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the day that Chase Elliott goes for a ride like that? It's going to be chaos. It's going to be mayhem it, on social media, and it's going to be a nightmare for NASCAR. And, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that I'm thinking this way, because I really shouldn't be. But bad crashes are going to happen. Yeah. Race car I mean, drivers have, are going to beat their heads into the wall. Because you have to open that door. Mm-hmm. To, to, I mean, like, it, it sounds awful talking about these things. A lot of people don't like talking about these things. But how do you prevent these things from happening as much as you can? You have to open up those possibilities. You have to realize that the drivers are still doing something dangerous. If it, if it, if it wasn't dangerous, like, we, it, like this, this conversation wouldn't exist. That's why we're here. That's what we're here is is to is to see this see these things. Not we, but like, you know, the the sanctioning body, the drivers, the teams. Like they, they like this argument exists inherently because the sport is dangerous. This discourse exists because we're trying to keep that from, you know, trying to reduce that. Trying to yeah. reduce that as much as we can. Um, it, there's a little bit of responsibility for everyone to take. Um, NASCAR made some changes last year after the Newman crash, and they've worked. Um, there wasn't a big fire on Logano's car because of things they did with the fuel tank. There wasn't 
you know, there are things that have been changed. They added that, like, I don't know what, I don't know what the bar was called or if they have a name for it. Newman Bar V2, let's call it that. Um, they've done stuff. They have to start being proactive. Drivers, sanctioning body, together, and, and the teams themselves, they have to be proactive. They can't be reactive like they've been for years and years and years. Everyone has a piece of the blame pie. Everyone has to have a piece of the solution. Instead of being, agree. don't be reactive, be proactive. There are things you can do. You can always improve safety. And that's not, I'm, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that they don't try and they're not, you know, they're not trying to improve safety because that is a big thing. But, but everyone has to be on board. board. Everyone has to be on the same page. The Hans doesn't matter device. what NASCAR doesn't matter what NASCAR is doing if the drivers are still going to wreck themselves every week. Doesn't matter what the drivers do if NASCAR doesn't build a safe race car. You know, it's they they go together and they need to work together. It's not one without the other like I think people are trying to make it out to be. It's not about oh NASCAR fix it. Um it's not going to be an easy fix. It really isn't. And that's why you have to figure out, um, you have to find creative solutions and you have to be willing to pay for them because there are solutions out there. I'm sure there are solutions out there, but if, if we're not going to accept that we're all at fault, we're not going to do anything about it because then we're just gonna be arguing about whose fault it is. Got anything else about that, Davey? No, but dang, it got real. Yeah, that's just, it. Deserved it. That's just general everyday type stuff. Um, all right. Happier note: Colton Herta absolutely smokes the field at St. Pete. Um, Jimmy Johnson didn't do too hot. Grosjean and um, I don't know why I put Max Scott McLaughlin. Uh, Max McLaughlin. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Um. Grosjean and McLaughlin did well. Uh, old Penske guy that drove the race last year you know, had some track time already, so he did the best out of the rookies. It was another solid race, I thought, because I watched most of it, and then I kind of flipped it onto the, the uh, laptop to watch the end of it, because uh, there was a late race yellow that kind of bunched everyone up, and then New Garden had to be on reds, and reds were no bueno after about 15 laps, 10 laps. Um and Herta still because he you know you have to use the alternates at least once during the race and they decided to wait and um and Herta was on the blacks at the end so he just he drove away um but what a dominating performance it's it's his first victory on a street course which I I didn't think was really that big of a deal but people were making out to be a big deal I guess because they're a lot tighter you don't have as much room for error coming off the corners street courses are one million times tougher than anyone will ever give them credit for being. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Herta dominated. And there's been the conversations about should he go do F1? My opinion, no, you don't need to do that because you're not going to be getting in a competitive enough ride. Yeah. Uh, if you're not going to be in a Merc or a Ferrari or Red Bull, I don't think there's a reason to go over there. Formula One is a really good way to kill your career before Rossi, it starts. Think about Rossi. Rossi, Rossi got lucky. Rossi doesn't win that 500. We're not talking about him as being this elite level driver. 
And no. he didn't even win that 500 off of speed. He won it off of fuel mileage. Yeah, because I and also like hearing Rossi talk about that experience, like not that he didn't respect IndyCar, but he didn't really care. He didn't understand the gravity of, you know, winning that race and what it means and 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 like everyone who's won that race and and the importance of it. He didn't understand it. So, who knows if he didn't win that, maybe he goes and tries to go back in F1 and he's not even here, you know. Well, think about Romain Grosjean now coming over. After yep. that terrible crash last year, I'm sure Haas left a sour taste in his mouth with the show that that is over there. Um, yep. Glad the American team doesn't have American drivers. But <laughs> whatever. Hey, maybe that's where Herta goes. I don't know. We, we could go down <laughs> a really rough road. There, there. Th- that's what people are thinking that there are rumors going around of Andretti possibly buying into Haas. Yeah, I don't which do is that. What, which, which is what his route to F1 would be. Don't do that. I think IndyCar's, IndyCar's just waiting to explode. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about their new TV contract. Um, NBC just lost their NHL contract. Um, they got outbid by ESPN for half, and then I know you don't care about that, but um, and TNT for the other half. Why I say this and why it's important, I don't know how big of a moneymaker IndyCar really is. <laughs> Um, compared to the NHL, where they have the Stanley Cup Finals, which I feel like have pull, probably pull better numbers, but I could be wrong. Um, and they dropped that. Now, it's all about you know how many p- people come to the table because there's a lot of talk about CBS with now that they're doing SRX this fall or summer. Um, that they're kind of thinking about dipping their toes back into racing, which would be awesome. Um, and I don't think Fox is going anywhere. I really, because they just did the, I, I, last year I was kind of iffy at the start, but now that they've gotten Boyer signed on and, um, outside of some of the production value thing, which I, I don't think people realize that I, I'm pretty sure they have a new lead producer for all their NASCAR races from last, it's either this year or last year was his first year. And everyone, you know, last year for everyone just doesn't count. Um, because it was, it was so much different. Yeah, but it's it's going to be a lot about um, IndyCar specifically. I, I think it has a lot more room to grow, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is going to be the place for a young guy to be. Um, you're always going to, I think, if he continues to be as good as he is, because again, he's what twenty two, twenty three, twenty one, twenty one. See, gosh darn I it, he's younger yeah. than you, and he's about my age, and now I feel useless. <laughs> yep, twenty-one years old. Oh, God. twenty-one in March. Jesus, I am terrible. But <laughs> that's not the point. We're going here. Um, I think there's still a lot to be done with American open wheel racing. Um, F1 is making the investment in Miami. Of course, wouldn't it be cool if IndyCar went down there? And I don't know if they'd be willing to do it and be the Saturday show. You know, but. What if they went down there and ran that? Or maybe the weekend after, or the weekend before, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I guess there's F2, F3, right? Probably. I don't know if they're going there. Okay. I don't know how that works. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't remember F2 or F3 going anywhere that wasn't like Europe or Asia. Okay. So, there you go. Um, IndyCar. Slide on in there. But that would be, you know... As a value for race fans, that would be a lot of exposure for IndyCar. 
because they're if you're an F1 fan in the United States, you're gonna go to that Grand Prix no matter where you are. Well, I know what I'm laughing about. Why? All those Formula One fans are gonna have a much more fun time at the IndyCar race. <laughs> but that's exactly why you do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you bring them in. And Roger, Trick Roger Penske is a smart guy. He's a oh, very yeah. smart guy. He'll he'll probably come up with something even smarter. Um, and if it's and if it's not worth it, he will he won't do it. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Like, and that's why no way he'll shoehorn his way in. That's why I think CBS, if CBS does end up wanting to try to buy a motorsports contract, whether it be NASCAR, IndyCar, whatever it may be, because um, they also just lost SEC football, college football in the fall. So technically they'd have some Saturday time slots open on big CBS. So maybe you work something out there. You race on Saturdays. Then you're not going against NASCAR either. You're not going against the Cup Series. You're on a uh, over-the-air channel. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking. Um, then you're going against college football, though, so whatever. <laughs> um, point being, Colton Herta should stay in IndyCar. That, 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 was, the, that was where we started. <laughs> Agreed. Jimmy it Johnson struggled. Yeah, street course. It's Not hard. surprised. Yeah. He's washed. 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 We love you, Jimmy. Washed. Hey, pretty cool, though. Jimmy Johnson didn't have to be affiliated with an IndyCar team to get an IndyCar ride. Oh, wait, Brad, Kles- Brad Kozlowski still hasn't done anything in IndyCar except for that one test. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. How many wins at Talladega does Jimmy Johnson have? Like two or three or something? Brad has six, so bam, I think that's more important. Um. Anyways, moving that's on. Nope, nope, nope. moving bro. on. Moving on to Kansas. And approximately... Moving on to Kansas. Uh, The truck race. Six more championships. <laughs> No one's ever going to get up to Jimmy and his championships. No one's ever going to go on a run like that again. No one will be able Darn to do right. that. It's, comp- it's going to be too competitive if Next Gen works. <laughs> if it works. Uh, right. Kansas preview. Kansas, baby. Kansas, baby. Um, Trucks Kyle Busch has entered in the race. I'm going to say we neither of us can pick Kyle Busch. Don't okay. you can't pick John Hunter Nemechek either. Okay, because he is on a tear too. No KBM trucks. I guess you can pick okay. Chandler Smith if you want to pick Chandler Smith. You can pick. Uh, I can't believe we're racing the Bushy McBush Race 400. That's awesome. I'm excited. People were mad about that because the name that people actually liked wasn't picked and wasn't one of the final four. I mean, I like this one. I do too. But. You know, I'm I'm not part of NASCAR Twitter, so what do I know? Mm. Did you tell mm. tell my um? Huh, I don't know what the word is because I want them to watch this. But I don't want to <laughs> make them angry. I'm gonna go Todd Gilliland. Wait, yes. no, I'm not. No, oh. I'm not. Darn. Let me go Chase Briscoe. Oh, I like that. I I don't think he's gonna win though. He's in that Roper truck and uh. He's pretty good, though, at Bristol in it, so we'll see. Yeah. And he's a good race car driver. He's in a two-year-old chassis. Oh, really? Or, least, or a two-year-old body, I mean. What's it, 18? Or 21? No, or 19? 19. Oof. That probably an older chassis, to be fair. Well, he last drove in the trucks full-time 2017. I believe that's the last time he's been on a non-dirt track in the trucks, so... Mm. um, You know, experience. Or maybe it was 18. I don't know. Shoot. 
No, it was 17. It was 17. Anyways, not the point. I'm going to pick Grant Enfinger, who's driving in the number nine for CMI Racing or something, something like that. CMR. Oh. <laughs> um, because Grant Enfinger should not have been booted out of the 98 truck. Because he had his best season last year. Mm. Sorry, Christian Eckes. Go find a different ride. <laughs> um, hmm. There's also... I We didn't talk about it, but I just wanted to mention it. Brett Moffat switched his points. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it last week, but it sounds like he's out of that Nice truck because they're not happy that he switched his points. <laughs> <laughs> but Nice hasn't been good because they're not getting GMS stuff anymore. So, Because hmm. Ross... Ross almost beat them, so they're like, no, we're not going to give you. <laughs> and, GMA, and Nice was like, I'm not going to spend that money because I don't think I have a driver as good as Ross. Although Carson <laughs> Osafar, Carson Osafar might be pretty good here. Um, we got for the cup, cup race. It's a day race. We haven't had it's spring day race. day race at Kansas in a while. I think 20, 2011, 2012. Let me go, let me go chase Elliott. Oh, that's a good pick. I'm going to go with his teammate, William Byron. Going with the, going with the fan favorite. I'm gonna pick old Willie some, B. Trying to get some fans. Willie Willie B's gonna get win number two. He's fourth in points. Like this has been his best year by far. Um, topping last year, which was really good for him. Good um, for him. Glad I know we don't like Willie Byron. Whatever. I'm I mean, just maybe not we. You. Is that yeah. better. I I mean yeah. I I don't hate the guy. That's always good. Proud of you. I kind of. Do you hate him? I don't like him. Why not? Little, little weirdo and his weird sponsor and. Oh, all okay. That. That's fair. But hey, college education is good, kids. Is he getting a college education at that university? Well, online he is. Um, no, I'm gonna pick him because he won a truck race here before. I think he'll be fast. Oh, that tr- that translates perfectly. It does, especially because he's got the crew chief, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Dark Horse, though, I think, uh, Chris Busher, Dark Horse, might pull, uh, pull out a good run. Got some momentum now. I think he's top 16 in points, too. Oh, hi, Bristol. He's up hey, there. What? Maybe top 20, but that's pretty good. I don't think he was hey. top 20 last year. Um, what was the other thing? Bubba Wallace is finally in the top 20 in points. Matt Benedetto, I think, is like 16th now. He's getting there. So, for all the people who are like, he is screwed, um, that's where you're wrong, kiddo. It's still early in the season. It is literally not even May. <laughs> Eric, Eric Almarola, on the other hand, probably needs to get his stuff in, in gear. Um, yeah. He just burped. I don't know if it picked oh. that up. It was a it was, for him. It was a big burp. I heard it on Discord, so yeah, they probably heard it then too. That's wonderful. That was Bristol's line, burp. But I think I, you know what that means. I think he was telling us something, Joe. I think it's time. I think to it's time to wrap, it, wrap up. it up, uh, folks. If you want to find more from JTN, make sure you're you've liked liked this video first off. There's Bristol's tale and subscribe. Also check out our Twitter, our Facebook. Go do whatever those things, you know, follow or like the Facebook page. That's a huge help. I really appreciate it when you guys do that. Um, we just eclipsed 550 subscribers, which is freaking fantastic. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much for that. You can check out the JTN merch store. 
Uh, we're going to have some new merch coming out. Um, Davey's got the classic. That merch is actually going away, so if you really like that shirt, I mean, you're... Get it now! You're running out of time. you got about a week left. About a week left, so... Give or take. Might take it down earlier. You don't know. That's why you well, should do it. A lot of those car shirts that are up there are actually coming down, so... Uh, just a heads up, everybody. But... So go check out the JTN merch store. That's a great way to help support us. And uh, all anything that you guys get off there, we use to just make JTN better. Um, so we appreciate that a lot. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> I appreciate it. I know. No, I, appreciate I know what they do for you. But I really appreciate it. Yeah, fair. Fair. You know, Bristol needs to eat. So. <laughs> Hear that, Bristol? We didn't get enough sales. No dinner. <laughs> no dinner. You're getting a McDonald's hamburger for dinner because we only have a dollar. Um, but Davey, where can they find more from you? Ooh, you can find more of my uh my my great takes. Not great on Twitter. At Davey Hazard on Twitter, at D7H5 on Instagram, and at D7H5 with an ER at the end on Twitch, where I stream stuff. Like Rocket when League. I, when I can. And racing, which and you racing. might you might have to watch him next year for USORL. It's possible. It's possible. Probably. Um, not gonna go there. Um, folks, we got a bunch of live broadcasts coming up this week. Thursday night, we're gonna have Bomb Squad racing from Kansas. Then Saturday night, we'll have the USORL. It's a cutoff race for the playoffs. There. I locked in. I'm good. Davey locked we're in. We're chilling. I locked basically in. locked in if I didn't win too. But yeah, but it's bonus cooler. Points, baby. Eight Big wins. Dubs. Eight. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, Make sure to tune in the rest of the season to watch me slowly lose the championship despite winning eight <laughs> plus races. Despite winning at least a third of the races. Um, <laughs> 75 team, they're just... They're just... Uh, I mean, technically eight races is a third of what we're broadcasting. Nice! So, That's awesome. I think it's 32 so, races. We missed so 10 excited. or 8. We missed 8. Um, Not the nice. point. We're heading out of here. That's what we're trying to do. And there's a bunch of upcoming races. So again, following us on Twitter and Facebook, you'll get notifications. And also you get the little notification bell when you subscribe to get notified when we go live and when a new video posts. That does it for us here at JTN and the Fake Racers Podcast. He's been Davey Hazard. I've been Joe Twansky. We will see you guys next time next week where we will talk about Kansas and Texas and all the next gen. next gen next gen that's what we're talking about next week next gen those those photos got leaked but we're not we're going to be good boys and not speculate off of little to no information the cars stink <laughs> have a great rest of your week folks